This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And welcome back. For John Oakley, I'm Arlene Bunn, and we have some breaking news in the St. Michael's College School story. And boy, every day this story moves forward in a new direction. We have an announcement in the last hour that the president and principal of St. Michael's has, they have resigned. It was just yesterday. They seem to get a, a vote of confidence from the board of directors, and now both of those positions have been vacated. Clearly a sign of the severity of this situation, beginning with media reports of an alleged assault on a video. And this week we saw criminal charges being laid by the police. And now we have St. Michael's College School in turmoil. But it is not just St. Michael's as we've been talking about it. Other institutions are trying to grapple with this situation because it's happening at a moment when a lot of voices are being heard in a new way. We are joined by someone who knows this story, Retea Parsons, and the video that grabbed the hearts of Canadians as we saw the effect of bullying and also the modern way of filming sexual encounters. Joining us is Glenn Canning, who is the father of the late Retea Parsons. Welcome, Glenn. Thank you for joining us. Darling. Uh, Glenn, let me ask you, and now you are a Toronto sex victims advocate, moving forward in a positive role here. Glenn, what were you thinking when you heard about this video? Uh, well, it was, um, my first thought was just, I think, uh, feeling pretty uh, sad for the young man who was assaulted there. Um, uh, I, I just, I know what this kind of thing did to, to my daughter and I watched her go to a very, very dark place very quickly. And I, I just hope that he's okay. And I hope he's getting a lot of help and support. And when you heard it, I mean, a lot of people are wondering what is, what has happened in our culture, you know, in a positive mood. Now you're a sex victims advocate. What have you learned about this situation people are wondering you know is this part of hazing trying you know it's being seen within a context of history and a school system however we have the tape and the video and the modern and the modern way that adolescents and people share things glenn is this a historical situation is this a culture problem or is it modern um, I, I think that um, a lot of the stuff you see when it comes to young men, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot of misogyny and toxic masculinity. Um, and not that girls don't bully too, because, mm-hmm. because they do. But um, with, with what happened in the school there, um, that, that certainly is modern, where it, it's suddenly uh, something shared on social media. Uh, and it brings a whole new level, actually, to the cruelty of, of a crime like this. And you have experience with that, with Retea. You know, all of our hearts are going out for this victim. I know that the police have said that video is child pornography. Certainly the right thing to do. Can you ever take it back, Glenn? Well, in Retea's case, I know that um, the police, uh, for a year, this was being shared for, for about the whole school district, uh, the photo of Retea. Um, and, and they just, for... for 
reasons I'm sure they regret, mm-hmm. just never never did anything to stop it. Um, they they actually told us it was a community issue instead of a police matter. Uh, but following her death, uh, there was another case in, in Halifax in Auburn High School where uh, something like this was happening, and the police were, were there instantly. Um, there was a photo in the paper. I think it was like six police cars showed up. They went to the boy who had the photo. They went to everyone he sent it to. And, and they stopped it right away. So it, it is a preventable thing, and it's very unfortunate it happens. Um, and it is important. That's why I think it's important uh, that this the police need to be contacted immediately in, in a case like this. It is a completely different reaction, and it's fast. From what you know, is this going to start changing the feeling around this, that people can pass these things and they're not responsible for their part in it? Yeah, um, you know, I, I I hope that that's the case. Certainly, that, that people start to wake up and understand that uh, what you're doing is, uh, you know, in this case, of course, it was a crime. But what you're doing el- elsewhere is you're um, you're repeatedly committing a crime against somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may not be a legal one, but you're definitely doing mm-hmm. a crime emotionally against someone when you when you do something like that and when you share something like that. Yeah. What about those who videotape it? I mean, you know, if people one on one, I'm it, all over, and people pr- who are listening are probably saying, "Yeah, I just ask that question." Who picks up a video and and does that? So we've got we've got the perpetrator. We've also got those who are standing by. How much is the is the power of the individual here important, Glenn? Yeah, it's a, it's a bystander thing, and, and that's why it's important to talk to young people about bystander intervention. Um, I know in Rotea's case, you know, I always just I, I just could never get my head around that, that there was there was four young men, and not one of them thought to put a stop to it. Not one of them to stuck up for it. And it's the same with this one here. It's even worse. I understand there was a lot of young men standing there and, and some of them were filming this and there's laughter on the video. Um, and, and that, that is to me is, is, is just, you know, I just can't imagine that not one of them would actually just try to stop that. And, and, and that's something I try to get uh, to do when I go and do talks in high schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I try to just instill a culture there where, where, you know, stand up, do something. Um, you know, go for, go for help. Uh, but, but the, the worst thing you can do is really, um, stand there, you know, um, when you, mm-hmm. you take out your, your phone to video, you're participating. In you're that. participating. Uh, you're part yeah. of it. Should there you're be charges for those who are, who are part of it? Uh, well, it dep- I guess it depends what they're taping, you know, but, um, they're, it's, it's just sad that they're really right now, there's no consequences. And mm-hmm. I, I guess that'd be a, a legal question, you know, where, where is it crossing the line? Um, and where do we draw the line between who's who's a, a bystander, who's you know somebody participating, and and actually who is somebody, um, you know, who's committing a crime, right? It, it's a line, I guess, and and we have to sort that out for sure. Good question. We have breaking news that the president and the principal of St. Michael's College School have resigned. How important, with your experience in this, is accountability, Glenn? Well, it's a it's accountability for sure for the school and the school administration um, to have something like that happen on their school grounds is is inexcusable as far as I'm concerned. Um, but but I do think it, it goes deeper than that. You know, there there mm-hmm. are there are children in school who would do something like this, uh, young men who would do something like that to 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 another person is, is horrifying to think about. Um, and this doesn't just fall on the school administration or the principal or the president. It, it goes deeper than that. There's, there's a, there's 
often cultures within different high schools, and, and some of them are just horrible. And, and it has to be addressed why it's there. Um, and, and I think that that's not just going to happen because the principle, you know, it goes deeper than that. What about, you know, the tape? There was an article today that it was a double-edged sword. On the one hand, we know how that tape damaged, and you've just you've just relived it here uh, with Retea, but what about the other part about it, that this victim may have gone and asked for help, and if there wasn't a tape, they couldn't prove it? Well, yeah, yeah, that's, I guess, another level. Um, I don't know if the, the young man reported it at all. I, I don't believe that's the case. I, I think mm-hmm. it was because the, the media got wind of it. I know, um, but then, then, then if we say, yeah. well, the media got wind of it, and the victim, I don't know, is it pro or con that the victim had to confront this here? I, I think... Ultimately, um, well, I think it's it's a pro thing, and mm-hmm. I know that often you know you you want to leave the choice to report to a victim, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But for something like this to happen to him, um, this wouldn't have gone away and it wouldn't have stopped. Um, if it if it wasn't for it coming forward, I can't imagine the life he'd be living in that high school. He'd probably end up having to leave it. Um, you know, so I think uh, I think that the fact that it was done the way it was. Um, hopefully will help him in the long run. Yeah, I know it's hard to say, it's hard to imagine that, but but um, I'm just kind of glad in a way that whatever was happening to him has come to a stop. It has, and you know, I'm trying to be positive about this, and I'm wondering, you know, it's a bit cliche, we use teaching moments, whatever it is. You know, we see how things, and we're really quickly after the attention came out that there was this video, questions are being asked. Who did what? When? Do you see this maybe as a moment, the tipping point moment? Yeah, um, hopefully. It's a it's a big wake-up call um, is what, was what I'm kind of hoping, you know. But, but I know there, there's learning curves and stuff like that. Um, but I would always like to think learning curves are for young people. You know, it should learning curve should be for the students. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it shouldn't be something that the pe- adults in a high school should go, oh, wow, learning curve, you know, you should know better right off the top. Um, and and I, I, I'm not sure if you're talking to the timeline here when things were reported or not, mm-hmm. but, but to me, um, there is no excuse to, to, to see something like that and not call the police right away. I, I just, uh, I can't put my head around that one. Um, in Matea's case, you know, it, it, it would have made a huge difference if someone had done that. Um, every single time it was shared, someone in the school called the police, it would have made a difference for sure, and nobody did. Does it help, Glenn? I mean, you're you're helping sex victims when you sit down and talk to them, you're an advocate. Is it a bit cathartic for you? It is. It, it, um, it, it is especially, though, when I get feedback um, from young people. Mm-hmm. And, and what do they I say? To... What do they say to you? I never thought about that before, or... Yeah, sometimes it's something like that. You know, it can go from the absolute worst where, where a young person would, uh, I, I had this happen in, in a high school um, a, a year or two ago, um, where a young person actually walked right up to me after I spoke and, and told me that they tried to end their life a couple of days before. Wow. And I asked, uh, who, who did you tell that to? And they said, nobody. And, and that's, that's that would be absolutely probably the most, you know, right out there example of, of, of feedback you get because that may have actually really helped somebody to be able to know that they can come forward and say something if they needed help. But I get a lot of feedback too from um, young men, especially uh, 
um, the ones who, who take the message of Rotea's story and, and try to put it towards their lives, you know, try to make a difference in their lives. And especially and when that. you talk about toxic masculinity, that must really yeah. hit a nerve. I think it does, too, because, um, you know, there, there's, there's not enough young guys who get involved with social justice issues. And that's something I'd like to change, you know, because I try to give them the message that, you know, what, this is your school, but it's also your community. This is where you're going to get a job and raise a family. And, and what do you want that to be like for them, right? What do you want it to be like for yourself in the future? And then you got to work towards building something like that. And, and that, that really mm-hmm. resonates a lot, and I'm, I'm really happy that it does. Glenn Canning, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it, Glenn. Thanks, yeah, Glenn. Yeah, thanks for having me, Arlen. I appreciate it. All thank right. You. you take care and have a great evening. Uh, Glenn Canning, uh, Retea Parsons' father. He's now a Toronto sex victim advocate. There you can only imagine the kind of pain he's reliving, but he's making it into a positive moving forward here, getting his reaction to the president and the principal of St. Michael's College breaking news this afternoon. They have resigned, and there we get his perspective on how what is happening here may have helped Retea Parsons. We're going to take a break, and we will return. I'm Arlene Bunnan, in for John Oakley. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.